Welcome back to the Everything Elam podcast, where we talk about life at our beautiful senior living community in Cheshire, Connecticut. Join us to discuss all things wellness, family, faith, lifelong learning, and stay in the know of all things Elam Park has to offer. Hi, everyone. We're back with another episode of our Everything Elam podcast. And today we're joined uh, with special guest Pam Nelson and Annie Aiello. My name's Lauren Bedard, and I'm the host. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and introduce our special guest. Well, hi, everybody. Yeah, my name is Annie Aiello. Super excited to come out to Connecticut. Uh, really looking forward to it. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, have, I'm a mom of two kids. Uh, I have a daughter who's 19, a son who's 17. Um, been singing since I've been seven years old. Uh, been a, a, a Olivia Newton John fan pretty much since seven. It's when uh, I was given a, an album, Have You Never Been Mellow, in the 70s, and um, been a fan ever since. And uh, so just really looking forward to coming out and, and bringing the music of Olivia to the East Coast. Thank you, Annie. We're so excited to have you today on our podcast. Thank you for making the time. Um, and we're even more excited to, to welcome you to Nelson Hall uh, for your show coming up on October 6th. Um, but usually when I start this podcast, we have a special question that we ask our, our guests. Um, so what was your high of your week this week and what was your low? And how did you use your low to, to be better? So do you want the high or the low first? <laughs> you can you can totally pick. Okay, well, so my high probably, ha well, it hasn't happened yet. Uh, it will happen tomorrow, most likely. So my daughter, her name is Sam. I named her actually after one of my favorite Olivia Newton-John songs, Sam. Um, Samantha is her real name. Uh, she is uh, in college and she plays soccer for college and her first soccer game is tomorrow. So I'm really looking forward to going to see her play competitive soccer and um, you know, she's been an athlete most of her life, and uh, I just really enjoy watching her play. So looking forward to that. Hopefully here in Chicago, it won't be cold and rainy, even though it's, you know, still technically summer, I guess. But uh, you never know with Chicago, it could snow tomorrow. So <laughs> hopefully it'll be nice. My low is a little bit more interesting. Um, me and my car keys tend to have an adverse relationship, and so I tend to lose them quite often. And, uh, you know, some people say artists were a little bit absent-minded. And uh, so I've had to actually develop certain, like, um, uh, rituals in order to make sure I don't lose my keys. And uh, so anyway, one, one particular day this week, I, I accidentally threw my, my primary set of keys away, my car keys. <laughs> and uh, so I was traveling and I had to use my spare set, which is always a little scary because if you lose those, that's in trouble you're in trouble. And uh, fortunately for me, my car um, will tell me if uh, if my keys are left in my car. And so I had my spare set in my pocket and uh, went to shut the door. And as I was walking away and I was looking, you know, pretty much all week for these keys and all of a sudden my car beeped and I thought, oh no, my keys are in my car. And uh, anyway, I had a, a little bag of garbage in my back trunk. And sure enough, uh, I was rummaging through my whole car, couldn't, looked under the seats, looked everywhere. Sure enough, my keys were in the garbage bag in, in my car. <laughs> so I found my set of keys, which was another high, but the low was that I'm, I still haven't overcome my, um, 
losing my keys problem. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my low. Well, I think I've done that before and definitely yeah. remind you, I think for that first like month or so after, you're so cautious. Yep. <laughs> so hopefully I can continue to drive my car and not spend another thousand dollars or so on so um and pam do you want to go ahead and uh, talk about annie's show that's coming up in october sure we're thrilled to have annie join us on october 6th for both the matinee at 2 p.m and at 7 30 p.m and uh, we're doing this in conjunction with a cancer walk here for um a local charity and um i'd like to just ask annie um, has she? She's never been to Nelson Hall before. Uh, what what size theaters does she like playing for the best, or does she have a preference for larger ones or smaller ones? You know, honestly, for me, it does not matter. I mean, for me, it's really all about the audience and uh, just that exchange of communication. You know, I I consider myself a conduit. And, you know, as an artist, it's it's our job to bring art to people and, and to have sort of that there's a communication that happens there. And so for me, it doesn't matter the space, really. Um, I mean, of course, going to different locations, it's beautiful to see some of these theaters. Some of them are, are historic. Some of them are, are you know, uh, brand new. Some of them are modern and anything in between. And for me, it's, you know, that's beautiful to go into these places and, and think about who's who's performed there, who's been there. Um, you know, Olivia herself has been to some of these places, but uh, for me, it's really just about that that audience connection. And so uh, when people are singing Olivia's songs or clapping along and they're crying, they're laughing, they're smiling, they're singing, that to me is really the highlight. Well, with so, 300, 300 seats and good acoustics everywhere, we're told, at least great. performers say that. So we're excited. That's going to be fantastic. And if we start at the very beginning, how did you become an Olivia Newton-John tribute artist? And then maybe you can touch a little bit on what is special about your show. Mm, that's a great question. So, you know, before I ever became an Olivia Newton-John tribute artist, I was an Olivia Newton-John fan. And literally, I was seven years old. And uh, my family, I'm the youngest of six kids from a big Italian-Irish family here in Chicago. And music was always a part of our lives. You know, my dad would bring home the big vinyl LPs. Uh, Lauren, you sound too young to even know what that is. But um, <laughs> most of us that probably love Olivia know what an LP is, a vinyl. But um, yeah, I mean, I had this old record player that my family would use. And, and uh, you know, we would play anything from Olivia Newton-John to Gladys Knight to Lionel Richie to the Bee Gees to the Carpenters. I mean, anything from the 70s was fantastic. And um, I, as a young kid, would would play uh, with my cousins. We would pretend to uh, formulate shows and um, create these performances. And in my home, we had these double French doors, and I would bust out of those doors and perform to my grandma and my aunts and uncles. And you know, we had this huge family. And so, you know, my other room where these double French doors was connected to was the theater, and the uh, uh, adjoining room was the backstage, you know, green room area. <laughs> and we would perform these shows and dance and sing ever since I've been a little girl. And um, Olivia was always my my favorite. Um, I would always put her records on. And 
I would go into my bedroom and I would stand on top of my vacuum cleaner. And at that point, you know, they weren't the uh, the Dyson really fancy ones. They were these big, you know, uh, massive machines that we would <laughs> vacuum our homes with, the big shag rugs that we had. And I would stand on top of the vacuum cleaner and use the arm as my microphone and sing and literally uh, pretend I was her. And um, so I know these songs, they're embedded in my soul. They're deep inside my heart. I've known them inside and out, backwards and forwards. I've studied as a, you know, just as a person who always loved her voice, I studied all the nuances of how she would sing songs. And, and, and I've grown to respect her, not just as a vocalist, but as a woman, as a, as a beautiful human being um, who, you know, has lived a very uh, charmed life, but also has overcome tremendous amounts of adversity and in a positive way. And I think that's just who she has become, who she was and, and what formed her as a beautiful person um, that so many people have grown to to love her. So she's such a beloved person because of, of I think, just the, the fabric of her life. And so that's uh, really what, what fueled my desire to sing. And so here I was, you know, an adult and my best girlfriend from grade school, her and I went and saw Olivia in 2017 at the Genesee Theater. And it was when Olivia announced that she had cancer for the third time. And I knew she was sick. I knew that that, w- that meant likely metastatic cancer. And, and, you know, we wanted to go see her and they had, they had postponed the concert. And so it was moved from, I believe, May to August of 2017. And so we were just grateful that she was able to, to still perform. And so we went and saw her. And the very last song she sang at the Genesee Theater was Somewhere Over the Rainbow. And it was a beautiful, uh, just a beautiful rendition of it. It was just literally her voice and piano. And um, basically, I sat there in awe and thought, you know, this might very well be the last time I ever hear her live. And what's going to happen after that? You know, what next? What happens? And as a singer, as a woman who has also grown up as a, as a vocalist and performer, I, I thought to myself, you know, I could certainly tribute her music. And it was that in that seat at that moment in 2017 that I decided at some point in my life, I'm going to sing her music. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm, I'm going to do it. And then in, during COVID, um, you know, many of my musician friends were unemployed and uh, I've always um, had two jobs. I've always had a, uh, I have an MBA in marketing and, and served in fundraising for many years of my life and, and non-for-profit work and also been a professional vocalist. And so um, I was fortunate enough to actually have a job during COVID. Um, and so I employed some of my musician friends and we decided to just put some of all of Olivia's music, you know, charted her music and we started recording background vocals. And um, the next thing you know, during COVID, we had pretty much the, the, the makings of, of a show without any theaters to go to. And so we started creating YouTube videos and um, basically uh, that was the start of the show. I mean, there's more details there, but uh, you know, it really started during COVID. And then fast forward, you know, 2022 theater started opening slowly. Um, a dear friend of mine locally here who happens to be, um, her name is Lisa McClowry and she happens to be the premier number one nationwide and actually world uh tribute artist to share her name um her the name of her band is the beat goes on uh heard my 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 music of olivia and said we got to get her connected to the agency that 
she was with. And so um, by Coastal is the name of my agency. And they said, yeah, we got to get this on the road. And so it wasn't until um, middle of 2022, summer of 2022, that um, we really kicked this off. And then Olivia passed in August of 2022. So the timing of it was really ironic and uncanny and um, surreal, actually. And uh, here I am, you know, just starting to take the show nationwide. So it was really just, uh, it's like as if our, our, our worlds have been aligned all along. Are you still doing your marketing job while you travel so much? Yeah, you know, so I work in I'd worked in nonprofit uh, ministry organizations, and um, I worked for a children's hospital of all things. I, I did fundraising for a hospital, which Olivia has given her name to a hospital down in Melbourne, Melbourne, Australia. She would say it, uh, ONG Cancer Wellness and Research Center. And uh, you know, even even to that end, you know, she became a fundraiser and a philanthropist for uh, a cause that she so deeply believed in. And it's even in those realms, you know, I can align with her life because I've done the same thing in my own life. So mm -hmm. it's crazy, <laughs> the parallels. That's exciting that your show is so new. I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it it sounds like you just have so much passion for for what you do. And thank you so much for sharing a part of your story with us. Absolutely. So I also just want to mention, because you've kind of talked a little bit about it, but Olivia Newton-John was not only one of the most popular female artists, um, and you said in her own words, she used to say she thrived during breast cancer, um, not right. just that she battled it. Um, so your show provides us with that opportunity to honor Olivia, not only through her music, but also by promoting breast cancer awareness. And Pam kind of mentions we're going to be supporting uh, the Susan G. Komen More Than Pink Walk uh, with our very own Elam Angels team, uh, which we're going to talk more about on a podcast we're actually recording tomorrow. Um, but Annie, we also just want to thank you for your support of such an important cause. You know, absolutely. And first of all, I'm just so thrilled to hear that Susan G. Coleman is involved in all of this and what a wonderful organization to come alongside of this show. You know, cancer has deeply uh, touched my life. I lost my dad at, he was 73, same age as Olivia when she passed. Um, my father died of, of uh, um, kidney cancer that um, metastasized to his spine, and he um, was an athlete and not able to uh, use his legs towards the end of his his life. Um, my aunt died of a glioblastoma. Interestingly enough, Olivia's sister died of that. Her sister Rona died of glioblastoma. And, um, you know, my aunt was 68 when she passed away. Uh, much too young, honestly, in my opinion, for people to be passing away from cancer. And um, breast cancer is also has also affected my my family and other aunts of mine. Um, and of course, Olivia, you know, somebody who I've admired all of my life. Um, and I just watched and observed from afar how she handled this in such a um, graceful and as Olivia would even say herself, you know, full of gratitude way. Um, in my show, <clears throat> uh, there's a port portion of my show that I actually uh, show some reels of the various quotes that Olivia has said throughout her life. And one of the very last quotes of this little video reel that I show is Olivia actually thanking, she said, you know, I'm grateful that I actually had cancer because it caused me to realign the priorities of my life 
and really focus on what's important. And, you know, when, when you can come to a place of gratitude, um, when you are dealing with thriving through, trying to survive through um, something like cancer or any other ailment, frankly, that is potentially terminal, um, to have the, the attitude that she had and to even think beyond herself and think not just, hey, you know, how can I better myself, but how can I better others through this experience? Um, that takes a, a unique person and, and a person that is truly, I think, one to uh, really look to and admire. And so organizations like Susan G. Coleman, who are who are motivated to help others, you know, go through um, a journey like breast cancer and encourage them and help them and support them and provide research and put science behind it and put even other uh, as Olivia did, you know, researching, putting, investing resources into kinder treatments um, and even finding cures. You know, Olivia often said, you know, she was hoping to find a cure for cancer in her lifetime and she be believed it was possible. And so, uh, you know, I think any organization that's willing to come around and support cause like this, Susan G. Coleman, the ONJ Cancer Wellness and Research Center, I certainly applaud you because, you know, it, I just don't ever want anybody to have to say goodbye to their family members at ages much too young. And so um, I applaud you for all these efforts. So please get out there and take, you know, be a part of this walk locally and go do it. Yeah, I think honestly, just even having your show here in October has opened our eyes to so many opportunities of ways to get involved and ways to even donate to the cause. Um, and we're, like I said, we have a podcast that we're recording tomorrow um, with, we actually have a breast cancer survivor who's going to come on and share her testimony and her story. Um, so we're going to, we're going to talk about more of those efforts tomorrow. Um, but thank you again, Annie, for all you're doing. It's, it's really a great cause. Yeah, and you know, I I do um, give a portion of of every show I do. Um, I personally donate, you know, to to the ONJ Cancer Wellness and Research Center. But um, you know, as as we talked about, you know, Susan G. Coleman locally, you know, if they're able to raise funds, please go out and support them um, locally, and uh, you know, do your part because so many lives can be impacted by that. And I'm really, I can't wait to hear the testimony. Of, of this woman that's on tomorrow. That'll be great. And it it's actually so interesting how many parallels you have with Olivia herself in your own life. Um, and I know you said you went to a few of her shows, um, but did you ever actually meet Olivia? I did. You know, I, uh, I, I had a chance to meet her twice and um, I can tell you a little bit of that story. So, you know, I, I think a lot of people can relate to uh, sort of creating a few bucket lists in your life. Lauren, you might be too young for that yet, but um, I'm sure I'm sure Pam and I can relate. You know, when you get past a certain age, you start going, okay, what are some things that I really want to to do in my life? And and uh, one of those things was, you know, I really, really had this desire to personally meet Olivia. And I had, of course, admired her since a child. And you know, I was part of her fan club. And you know, knew so much about her life and yet I had never met her. And I thought, gosh, I, I'd really love to meet her. And people say, you know, you should never meet your, your, your idol, you know, your childhood idol. And I was like, you know, I, I, I believe Olivia to be such a beautiful person that I can't wait to meet her. So I just, I had this 
sort of bug in my bonnet that I was going to, I was just going to put my mind to it and figure out a way to, to get to know her. And so because of all the, the various musicians I know here in Chicago, many of the musicians in my band and, and people I've come across through the years that I've performed, um, uh, they're just connected. And so I came across a dear friend of mine whose cousin was Olivia's vocal director and happens to be uh, Steve Rial, who was her background vocalist for many years up until uh, the day that she passed away. And so um, we were able to get uh, backstage for one concert in Joliet. And uh, I went with my dear friend, Jean, who um, uh, you know got me to meet Olivia and we waited until the very last minute. Um, we were we were the last in line to meet Olivia, and the reason was that that we would be able to have some time to talk to her. And so we didn't want anybody else in front of us or behind us. We just you know we really wanted to just wait until the very end so that we had a little more time to speak and chat with her. And as I had I had my greatest hits album in my hand, and I had my my sharpie marker in hand, and she had her uh, Irish setter with her. I forget the name of that particular dog, but. She was there waiting to, to greet us, and as I was walking up to meet her, the fire alarm goes off in the in the theater. I believe it was the Rialto Theater in Juliet. <laughs> so the fire alarm goes off, and I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Here I am! I have this opportunity!" And literally, as I'm about to walk up to Olivia to meet her, this alarm goes off, and the security guy steps in and he goes, "Yeah, there's a legitimate fire in the garbage chute here, and we need to evacuate the building." <laughs> And so I walk up to Olivia. I said, Olivia, I said, okay, would you mind just signing my greatest hits album on the way out? So she's, she was as gracious as could be. And literally all of us, her dog, Olivia, my friend Jean, me, uh, the security guard, um, and, you know, others that are with us, walk up the, the flight of stairs from the green room. She was downstairs in the basement where her her dressing room was. And we walk upstairs and we walk out the building together and we're chit-chatting and she was as cool as a cucumber. She had, she did not skip a beat. She was as, as delightful and as kind as could be. <laughs> and I mean, you know, you'd think most people would run out of the building, but no, she was just graciously, gracefully walking out the building as if, you know, nothing was happening and as fully present as could be. And there she did. She signed my album and walked gracefully into her, into her, bus and that was it <laughs> so that was one time that I had the chance to meet her so. it sounds and like then, your paths were meant to cross yeah the other time I got to meet her um was a few years after that and uh that was a really interesting time for me too because um I had recorded an album of my own called Brighter Day uh, you can find it on Spotify and uh, it's a it's a faith-based album, actually. Um, and I recorded one of Olivia's songs that she recorded with Amy Skye called Serenity. And it's it's this beautiful, it's based on Serenity Prayer. And many of us know that um, growing up. And um, Olivia recorded, uh, I believe it was on her Grace and Gratitude album that that particular song was on. And she recorded that album as a, as a uh, way to help those that are going through cancer or through other illnesses, you know, a as an encouragement, you know, so they were not necessarily faith-based songs, but they were songs to provide hope and encouragement to those that might be facing some trials. And um, so she recorded this song called Serenity, and it's this beautifully, just really sparse song. It's with a cello, 
and just simple piano and it's Olivia's voice as stark as could be. And I just fell in love with it. And so um, to really honor her, I recorded it and put it on my album called Brighter Day. And uh, I brought that CD with me the second time I had a chance to meet Olivia. And I gave her a copy of my album and I had her sign a copy for me. And in my show, uh, well, I won't give it away, but um, I, I show that moment uh, of her signing my album and us meeting um, that second time. So, Wow. Well, that mm-hmm. I can't wait to see that. <laughs> yeah. So that was a really special moment for me. Do you have a favorite Olivia Newton-John song that you sing? You know, that's a really hard one, but um, I would have to say it's tied for first between the song Sam and the song I Honestly Love You. Um, <clears throat> Sam, I, interestingly, when my daughter was born, um, uh, it was it was really interesting because the name Olivia became really, really popular in the year 2004. And that was the year my daughter was born. And um, so I was all my life, I was going to name my daughter, if I ever had one, um, Olivia, of course. And so that particular year when my daughter was born, literally there were there were like four girls named Olivia on our block. <laughs> and so uh, I was like, oh, gosh, I can't do this. I cannot name my daughter Olivia. There's too many Olivias this year, you know. So I decided that I would go a different route and when she was born I decided I'd name her after the song Sam because I just love it so much and um you know her name is Samantha Grace but uh uh I so I sing that song to her every time I sing it live it's really I I think about my daughter and then the song I honestly love you is is a song that I've just loved throughout my life and you know I I came to realize and I came to learn that Olivia sang that over her mother um when it Olivia released an autobiography called uh, Don't Stop Believing" in 2019. And what was so unique about that is um, she explains that she sang that song over her mother when her mom was passing away. And what I didn't realize is, uh, you know, that that my father died in 2012 and I sang that song over my dad when he died. And I didn't know that Olivia sang that over her mother when she died. But that's always been my favorite song. And uh, so even there was a parallel um, of our lives. But uh, that that song is just so beautiful to me. So, yeah. That's beautiful. (laughs) And I just have one more question and then I'll give Pam the chance to ask some questions. I'm sure she has some as well. Um, But what do you find special about music of the 70s, that period specifically? You know, if my kids were here, they would totally laugh when I answer this. But I personally believe that the era of the 70s, and I'm a 70s kid, but I, I honestly think, I mean, this is just so biased, but I, I honestly think it's its truly some of the best era of music of all time, besides probably the 50s, right? Like, I mean, you've got Elton John, you've got Fleetwood Mac, you've got Olivia Newton-John, you've got the, the Bee Gees, you've got um, just so many uh Neil Diamond, Barbara Streisand, uh, you know, Gladys Knight. I mean, just all these amazing, Billy Joel, uh, amazing musicians that came out of the 70s that have lasting impact. And, you know, I give my kids a hard time because, you know, they're like, Mom, why don't you know this this rap song? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, but 
you know the songs of Fleetwood Mac, you know the songs of, of the 70s. I don't know if these songs are going to be lasting for eras to come, but, you know, who am I to say I sound like I'm old, you know, uh, which I am. But um, I, I just, the, the music of the 70s, to me, it, it's it's sort of evergreen. Uh, you know, these songs just don't get old and they don't seem to date themselves. And even my own kids, they they have songs from the 70s on their Spotify lists, you know, on their playlists. And um, I think that's just a testament to just really great music that it can appeal to all generations. And uh, so, you know, I think there's certain songs of Olivia's that I would say date themselves, you know, probably um, Let's Get Physical. Uh, you know, I, I don't think my daughter would ever have that on her playlist, but she has Sam. Um, you know, she has some of the songs that Olivia had uh, released in the 70s. And, um, you know, I think that's just a, a testament to great music. It's just, it, it's always something people um, gravitate to. Definitely. And we actually talked about this on a podcast we recorded yesterday, but I think music can mean memories for people. It, it's yes. so crazy how you can hear a song and it just brings you back. And my grandpa recently passed away. And I think the the closest I feel to him is when I'm listening to some of the songs he used to play me when I was little. And that stuff means so much more now. So I think music is so special. And I think for your daughter to have that that meaning behind her name is so cool. Mm. Absolutely. You know, I, I, I agree with that. You know, I, I um, somebody else had asked me, you know, about why Olivia's music is so powerful to me. And I think it, I often say her her music in particular, among others, but hers in particular is the soundtrack of my life. It's the soundtrack of my life because, you know, I, I had mentioned earlier sort of these these double French doors and busting through them and performing for my, my grandma's um, and it was to that music, you know, there I was probably nine years old, 10 years old, and I'm, I'm instantly brought back to those moments. And then Greece happens. And I can picture myself literally, you know, I was the youngest of six kids, I had four brothers, and I made my brother Johnny um, be Danny Zuko. And he, I made him wear a shirt that was sleeveless with jeans. And I made him be like Danny Zuko when I was trying to pretend to be Olivia at, you know, 10 years old. And, um, I have pictures of that and I instantly go back to those days, right? You know, you just, you're exactly right. Music transcends you to moments and you, it's like, it's like, it's like a smell. Um, it's, it's those, those moments and you can smell something and be brought back instantly. It's a really strong, um, sense, you know? So I agree. Definitely. And Pam, I just want to give you the opportunity to ask anything you think we might've missed. Oh, I just like to know a little bit more about the band that's coming with me. With you. What can you what can you tell us about them? Well, you know, I'm super excited to brag about these guys because um, you know, what's really fortunate about this whole situation is um, you know, because I'm in Chicago, I mean Chicago gets, I think, a, a uh an understated rap for for quality music, you know, and many of us know, of course, New York and LA, but Chicago is a fantastic music music scene, and you know some of the guys that that back my show have played for Oprah Winfrey, American Idol, Jersey Boys, Frankie Avalon, Smothers Brothers, Mannheim Steamroller. You know these guys are are uh, outperforming um, for some of the best in the industry, and um, 
they they are part of our band. And so, uh, you know, it's not just this ragtag team. You know, we're, you're going to... My sound, my front of house sound engineer is an Emmy Award winning um, audio engineer. Um, so these are really quality musicians that I'm just blessed to know and um, have have a great relationship with family too. You know, we, uh, I've known some of them for 20 plus years. Um, we've performed overseas, internationally, you know, we've traveled pretty much the world together in some cases. And um, some of them have their own bands as well. Uh, Tom Linsk, who sings um, uh, the Danny stuff with me, he, he has a Billy Joel tribute band that um, is performing around Chicago and it's one he's he's just got this fantastic voice and his piano playing is ridiculous. So uh even if you just heard the band alone, um, you'd be amazed. And there's moments in my show, you know, we have an opening overture that really shows off their musicianship that I'm really excited for your uh audience to hear. Um and so and and they're humble. You know, none of these guys have any egos. They're just uh, as kind as could be. So I'm just blessed. I'm really, really great, grateful for um, kind of how this all came together uh, in some strange, organic way. You know, just sort of all happened. <laughs> so we're really excited to come out there and and be part of uh, of your community and get to know you guys and say hello. And um, yeah, we'll be available after the show. Uh, we'll make sure we come out to the lobby and and greet everybody and um, make sure you come stop by our table. Awesome. Thank you. Well, it sounds like that show is one that you won't want to miss. So for our listeners today, we hope to see you on October 6th. Um, again, there's a show at two o'clock and then another one at 730. Um, so wear your pink and definitely come come see us at Nelson Hall on that day. Get your tickets if you haven't already. And Pam, do you want to maybe give a little shout out to any of the other shows we have coming up in the rest of the fall season? Sure. After Olivia, always Olivia on the 6th of October, we've got the Beach Boys uh, tribute sail on on November or October 19th and the 20th. And we've got Broadway Anthems of Hope on uh, November 3rd and Linda Ronstadt tribute on November 11th and Neil Diamond Sweet Caroline tour on Thursday the 16th and then closing the season with uh, Barbara and Frank on uh, 12 one or 12 rather, and Anthony Nunziata on December 21st. Well, Annie, we cannot thank you enough for taking the time to join us today. It was such a privilege to talk to you and learn more about your journey. Um, and we're just so excited to see you in October. So excited to be there, you guys. Thank you so much. Uh, really, really looking forward to getting to meet you and say hello to everybody. So thanks so much for your time. And for our listeners, definitely stay tuned. We have some exciting episodes coming in October. Um, like I said, we'll be covering some topics on breast cancer awareness. Um, and we just have some more exciting episodes coming in the fall. Uh, so thanks for taking the time to listen to us today. And we'll talk to you on the next episode.